Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest Outsports Podcast. It is early April. The baseball season has started, although in places in the east it is going to be a snowy time in the northeast, so some of the games will probably be snowed out, which always happens. I never really understood why they don't schedule a lot of these northeastern teams to play games in under domes or out west uh, the opening week, but that's that's baseball's been doing this forever. So, um, And Sid, it's going to rain here in uh, L.A. for a weekend, possibly. That's the worst news ever. I'm going to Palm Springs for the white party, and it's supposed to rain. I mean, the parties are indoors except for the pool party. And the big pool party is on Sunday, Saturday afternoon. It's supposed to rain. Like It's a disaster. Oh, right. My whole life is ruined. And it's with 85 here on uh, Tuesday, so. I know. I thought it was going to be great weather, and you know what? I suppose you know, a bunch of guys wet in their Speedos is not the worst thing in the world. I also think it's probably not going to change the vibe. <laughs> not one iota, so I think you'll still be yeah, fine. It will a little bit. It will a little bit. It will. Yeah, but it could be worse. You could be in New York where they're going to get three inches of snow on Saturday. So that'd be a real white party. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at this. The weekend in Palm Springs, on either side of it, it's 80s. And the weekend is mid to low 70s in rain. It's unbelievable. It's, it's like God does not want the gays to party. It's, it's he's well, I remember it. the one time we had a gay ball in Salt Lake City in you know, Columbus Day weekend, and the average temperature for that time of year is 72 and sunny. And the week before it was 72 and sunny, and the week after it was 72 and sunny. And the weekend we played, it was <laughs> it was snowing. It was like it was a lot of fun, but it was a bizarre it was a bizarre weekend. So you get that sometimes. So. God keeps trying to send us messages, and we just won't exactly. listen. Well, uh, we're going to talk again, at least start the show, about the issue that kind of is not dying, and that's the, the all these anti-LGBT rights bills that are disguised as religious freedom bills. Uh, a new one was passed this week in Mississippi that people say is actually the worst of them all, but the irony is it hasn't gotten much attention because Mississippi has no pro sports teams, uh, and its its corporate base has no Fortune 500 companies located in the state of Mississippi, and there isn't that same level of sort of you know business interest that there are in other states. So people are kind of unfortunately kind of ignoring Mississippi, but North Carolina is still is still kind of getting a lot of attention more than you know, almost two weeks after they passed their bill in an emergency session. Um, PayPal announced it is stopping a 3.6 million dollar expansion. And they would only reconsider it if uh, the bill is repealed. And even then, it might be too late for them to come back. So there is a company that is absolutely, you know, kept go- kept with yeah. what it said it was going to do, which was, you know, I mean, that means something. That's That's actual money. But on the other hand, we have the NFL refusing to move its meeting from Charlotte. Um, so let's first talk about that. You know, the Panthers were the only team that would not issue a statement against uh, the bill. Um, in terms of the pro sports teams in Carolina? Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. 
They should. I mean, but but this is the NFL. The NFL can do whatever it wants. It knows that it, that it doesn't have – that it can do what it wants, and it's going to keep gaining viewers. I mean, with all the domestic violence and stuff, people said, oh, the NFL is going to crumble down. Uh, the viewership increased last year, and great ratings for the Super Bowl, and the NFL is still iconic. So, you know, the NFL knows it can do whatever the heck it wants, and it can – it can, you know, it, it says lovely things, but they refuse to move their owners' meeting next month out of Charlotte. They could, obviously, They're, they've chosen not to. Um, but they just, it's just, it's just not important to them. They and they just don't. I mean, whether it's the Panthers or I mean, you have a couple teams like the Patriots. I think the Patriots, you know, they obviously they've been very out front on these issues, but the rest of them, they just, they just don't care, and they and they know they don't have to care. And we have in the NBA, we have the All-Star Game, which is still scheduled for next year in Charlotte. And our, the headline I put on when I was promoting this was Charles Barkley beats out Steph Curry. Um, we talked about Steph Curry last week, who gave a very mealy-mouthed, muddled answer that, didn't, that did not take a position, which seemed to indicate he may have favored the, the actual law itself. But you wrote this week uh, about what Charles Barkley told CNN. Well, yeah, but... Barkley's another guy where he just—he's like the NFL. He just doesn't care. He knows his brand. He knows where his bread is buttered. He knows what his brand is, and he just says what's on his mind. And what you know, what's particularly interesting about him saying that the NBA absolutely should move the All Star Game out of Charlotte was that he said, as a black person, I am against any form of discrimination. And it's—it's it's so interesting that he would put that in there, and it actually got me to thinking. You know that as a, as this, this black man uh, from the South ha, has you know he understands what discrimination is, and it got me to thinking what the front offices of the NFL and all these pro sports leagues and these front offices of the, the decision makers of the NFL teams are. It's all straight white guys, except for I mean I think the Jaguars owner is the only one who isn't a straight white guy, right? I mean, I guess maybe the the Lions are still owned by what well, the Martha Ford or whatever her name is, but Well, yeah, no, she's the rest of them, well, she's not yeah, she's a she's a, a straight old woman, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. But 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 it's all straight white guys and they just they don't really care. I mean, they they, they really don't care. So, it, it, you know, this is this is why it's so important to get out LGBT people in decision-making positions in and in, in these teams and and leagues because they do care. They do understand what these things do. But Roger Goodell, even with his gay brother, he doesn't give a shit. Jerry Richardson, the owner of the of the Panthers, he doesn't give a shit. It's a bunch of straight white guys who aren't affected by this law at all. Well, we saw in Georgia where companies like Disney, which have gay people and executive powers, were, were extremely strong about it. And we'll never know exactly why the governor vetoed that bill, but there was a lot of pressure, direct, direct you know, Basically, there's direct consequences. You know, we ain't filming here anymore if if you have this law, and this law is not in effect in Georgia, and it's not coming back. I mean, the, the people who, who pushed it have given up on trying to override the veto. So, And this bill will never be reintroduced, I can't imagine, in Georgia again. So, I mean, there's an example where people in the entertainment industry who, who have which that have gay people in positions of power are actually able to affect some change, whereas in Carolina so far – it, there hasn't been much. I mean, there's been a lot of companies that have been making noise, but so far PayPal is the only one I've seen that has actually done anything concrete. I think there was some 
some production company that's not filming a upcoming series or something in Carolina they pulled out, but that's been about it. Even though you've had hundreds of companies sign these statements, it's kind of like, okay, you signed the statements, but what's what cloud are you putting behind it? And right now, not putting any. So I think what Barclay said to me was interesting, and I, I, that's why I wish people along the lines of a Steph Curry would step up and sort of you know make their voices heard, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, the black players in the 90s did raise a stink about the Martin Luther King holiday, and you know in Arizona, and the NFL pulled a Super Bowl, but you're not seeing anything like that from any current players. They just don't care either. Right. When well, you have the Missouri football team, that they took issues on the on a racial issue. You had the Los Angeles Clippers who threatened the NBA that if Adam Silver didn't take severe action against Donald Sterling, they were going to walk off the court in the middle of a, of, of an NBA playoff game. And these 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 athletes, you know, these black athletes, they'll take they'll take positions on racial issues, but they just they just don't care about LGBT people or LGBT issues. They just don't. And PayPal, you know, everybody, oh, PayPal is so wonderful. Uh, I know it's a daily caller and it's a conservative uh, website, but they pointed out that um, PayPal opened a global operations center in Malaysia where, it, where, it, where gay sex is punishable by 20 years in prison. So it, it's lovely that PayPal is, is taking this position in North Carolina, but how about globally taking a position on it? Why are they basing some global operations in a country where being being gay is punishable punishable by twenty years in prison? I mean that that makes the North Carolina law look like it's like it's based in twenty the year twenty thirty. Well, you really talk about a lot of the world that is still behind and you're not gonna have any traction trying to get anybody to do anything in places like Africa. It's probably just gonna be a hopeless a hopeless sort of idea to get them to do that, but I do think that it doesn't doesn't Except mean that with PayPal but in North Carolina it doesn't mean doesn't mean anything though. Meaning that you know I'm, I'm not I'm just saying you can't simply dismiss the PayPal thing because of Malaysia. Because you could probably say the same thing about Disney. If they film movies in Malaysia, they probably have well you know or or film them in in, in Arab countries where maybe you know same sex sex is punished. So I I do think that you can't just dismiss PayPal's North Carolina thing as being meaningless because. They've been the only ones that have actually done anything so far, and it does will have a direct impact on the state of North Carolina. But no, your I point mean that I mean, there's a lot of parts of the world that it's going to be, you know, these corporations will do different things overseas than they will do domestically because no one's paying attention to them. Yeah, I didn't mean that it's meaningless. I meant, yeah, I, I, I guess I question where the company's really coming from. They know they can get away with it in Malaysia because nobody in Malaysia is going to complain, and Americans don't give a crap about Malaysia. Most Americans have no idea what Malaysia is, so they can do whatever they want in Malaysia. It, it's it, you know the North Carolina thing; it's a PR stunt. So I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's it's certainly better that they do well, it than, than than not doing it. But then you have then you you want to get in the global thing. You have. Nike, Adidas, all these places who have their, who have the companies, you know, and and you know, where child labor has been used, or they're paying, you know, they're they're exploiting workers in places like China and Vietnam. So then you get in the whole, you know, then your head explodes if you try to sort of have any one company be so pure and pristine. It's, it's going to be impossible to sort of, you know, probably find hardly anybody that is not at a multinational corporation doing business somewhere where there are some laws that you would find offensive to your beliefs. And so then, you know, that's why I kind of not try to have a strict 
thing of saying, well, you know, Company X. Now, you know, Company X is definitely like Chick-fil-A at one point was anti-gay. Well, people want to boycott Chick-fil-A, that's fine. But I do think these issues get to be a lot more complicated when you talk about globally because there are there are so many more dynamics that we see it all the time. I mean, Nike has been great on the gay issues, but labor groups will sort of, you know, chapter and verse talk about the stuff they've done overseas. And so it just it, it it's one of those things that makes it difficult to have a pure view on anything because everyone is sort of tainted in some way and by their business practices. Yeah. Well, I mean, bringing it, bringing it back to North Carolina, uh, you know, it's very easy for the NFL and the NBA and the NCAA to uh, speak up and, and issue public statements when it doesn't really meet. Uh, I mean, the rubber's not hitting the road. That is, well, if Indianapolis does X, then we'll do Y, and 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 if Georgia does X, then we'll do Y. But when when the rubber does hit the road in Houston, North Carolina, and they actually have to take action, they don't. The NCAA doesn't move the Final Four. The, the NFL doesn't move the Super Bowl. The NFL doesn't move its annual owners meeting. I mean, two months out, they could they could move that with a, such a tiny little uh, monetary hit to the to the multi-billion-dollar corporations that are the NFL teams. Uh, they could do it in a heartbeat, but they don't want to, and, and they're not going to. So, so all in the NBA, you know, it's just sitting around. It's been a couple of weeks now. They're not going to move the NBA All Star Game. They're going to find a, a way around it, just like the NFL does. They're going to find a way because the players don't care. The players don't care if the players, if LeBron James said, "You're moving the All Star Game, or I'm not playing." Wait a second. Well, that's what we have to do, Jim. That's the angle we have to take. The players are the ones with the power. If, the, if one player who's, who was in an All-Star game this year said if the NBA All-Star game is in North Carolina next year, I am not playing, they'll move the game. That's what we have to do. Yeah, that won't happen, but I, I agree with you. So we got to put the pressure not, on it's the not players. An, it's not an issue for people. It's simply this is not their – they're going to say this is not my issue. I understand that. I, I'm agreeing with you by bringing it up. I'm just saying I think it's not going to happen. I think the NBA is hoping that a court will decide to issue an injunction to get this, and then it gets them off the hook. So they're just playing They're playing a waiting game. And as for the NFL, the irony is this would have been a, just a symbolic thing to move this owner's meeting. So it would have been an easy thing to do. Right? It would have given them some cred, so to speak. It wouldn't have cost yeah. very much money. They could have found some other hotel resort you know, in Naples, Florida, for example, in a second. So it actually makes it even worse that an easy thing, moving an owner's meeting, you know, versus some other big, you know, event, it would have been like an easy thing to do that would have been a token of their support for, you know, LGBT rights. But they can't even do that. They can't even be bothered to move a stupid owner's meeting that they could hold in, you know, 50 other cities. So it kind of makes it even seem almost worse in a sense because – it really shows they just don't care. Yeah. But no, let's, well, I think the idea with the players is a great idea, and I, I'm curious to see how many of them even know what this subject's even about. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, well, ask them. Be curious. What do you think of the the new anti-LGBT law in North Carolina? You probably go, huh? Yeah. Well, I wonder how many would say, well, there are going to be any gay players anyway. So what does it matter? <laughs> well, that, does, that comes right back down to the big problem, too, is there simply 
nobody. What if Jason Collins, well, Jason Collins wasn't an all-star, but let's suppose there was a situation where, you know, he was. Well, that would have been a perfect time because that would have forced, even just one player would have forced people to ask the questions. But no one's asking the questions because it's not a topic they're caring about. And the thing's a year away, and so they're in the middle of pretty for the playoffs, so it, it just has that feel. But that's why I think what Barkley said was so good, because he didn't have to say it. He wasn't forced to say it. And he's been really good on the whole gay issue forever. He has said he he played with players he knew were gay. Not that he suspected, but that he knew, and it wasn't a problem. And this goes back more than 20 years. So, you know, he he's a funny guy. He can say some stuff that just drives people crazy but on these issues he's been rock solid and he's been a huge ally well and it speaks again to the importance of people coming out more people who are affected by these issues talking about these issues and people you know if NBA players who are gay came out that would shift this conversation but they won't that's just you know some of them are cowards some of them are struggling to make a roster and it's just again this is the NBA's lack of leadership on this issue is is a, is a, it's a direct result of people not coming out. And then, of course, people would say, oh, well, people can't come out if the NBA won't take a leadership issue. It's like a catch-22. It's a chicken and egg. Which, which one's got to come first? And from yeah, our we've experience, already had an we know player. that. The thing is, we've already had an out player in the NBA, and it went fine. And gone. so there, there's a perfect example where you can say, hey, Jason Collins – is doing quite well. He was not ostracized, and he was not a star. No one had a, the Nets didn't have to pick him up, and he fit mm-hmm. right in with that team. And he was, you know, a, a contributor at games in a year they made the playoffs. So they really can't argue that. But this is a subject we are going to keep coming back to because it is important. Uh, there's a bill up that's in Missouri, which is the the next sort of battleground, and that has a Democratic governor. So I'm not sure the the math on that with overrides and vetoes and stuff, but. That's where Michael Sam has spoken out against that. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Which to some uh, good on Michael? It'd be crazy if the state where Michael Sam played ended up passing that law. I mean, it would be crazy if even just the state legislature passed the law. But we have we have a caller if you want to take him. I was uh, let's get the caller on hold. Hello, I was not paying attention to my monitor. Uh, who who is this? This is Major. I'm calling from uh, Midland, Texas. Hi, Major. How are you? I'm good. How about y'all? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, um, I hear everything that you're saying, and I agree with everything that you're saying, but the problem is with the states that have passed these uh, laws and how they have made up their own minds about what exactly religious freedom is, which is completely against what our um, forefathers came over, where the pilgrims came over here for in the first place. I could have swore what we were taught in school, that the reasons why the pilgrims came over here was because they wanted their own way of praying who they wanted to pray to, et cetera, et cetera, not to use this uh, freedom to discriminate against others who happen to be different. So, um, well, you know, um, you know your history more than a lot of these legislatures, it seems. Well, uh, both my mother and I were uh, 
American history buff, so I'll, I'm 52 now, and uh, I'm just kind of re- reminding myself that's what I was taught in school. Well, I, I, so I, you make a great point, and, and there's a there's a there's a book called um, Animal Farm, where uh, written by George Orwell, when and 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 it's about a group of pigs who who try to overthrow the the fascist uh, farmer. And once the pigs overthrow the fascist farmer, they turn around and become fascist themselves and subjugate the the other animals that they claim the two have tried to free. And I think that these religious freedom laws are are much the same. You're absolutely right. That is why people came over. People came over for for freedom of religion and freedom of association. And and now, and 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 you know, the, nowhere in the Bible does it say. Thou shalt dis- discriminate against other people. No one is make. No one is trying to force any Christian to have homosexual sex. Uh, but you know. So, but uh, so there's no. There's nobody's trying to force them to break any laws in the Bible. But that's that's what the way that they're trying to paint it. And you're absolutely right that they're trying to use this uh, misdirection to to claim some kind of religious freedom and become the pigs of Animal Farm and try to subjugate other people to their religion. Well, Major Down yeah, in Midland, it, for starters, what are, are you yourself? Do you identify as LGBT or, or T? I am a gay black man, yes, sir. What do you think that people in Midland would feel about these kinds of laws? I mean, Texas doesn't have any protections for gay people, but I mean, do you feel in your day-to-day life that you are put upon, or what has been experience down there? Well, uh, I haven't came across any kind of discrimination like that at all uh, here in Midland, which happens to be uh, George and Laura Bush's uh, hometown. Um, I'm really hoping I don't come across anything like that. Uh, we've we do have married couples here that were actually able to get married on June 26th last year. So there hasn't been really any problems as far as that. Well, that's no good. turn away of uh, business or anything like that, at least not yet. But I'm hoping to God that nothing like that happens here. And another thing that baffles me about that is I thought people were in business to make money, not lose money. <laughs> yeah, well, they they claim that so, that by somehow that making a cake for a gay couple uh, puts them in jeopardy of eternal hell, and I guess eternal hell is avoiding eternal hell is more important than making twenty bucks. Well, if that's the case, I guess a lot of these people out here or around the world or wherever need to uh, quit committing adultery and all these other uh, things that be going on if they don't want eternal hell. Major, you're making too much sense. That's not that's not the point of this. <laughs> you have to make no sense at all, then you can get these bills passed. <laughs> right. Has, has there been any talk in, in, in Texas about trying to pass one of these bills? Well, you know, um, a few months ago, there was quite a few bills uh, before the Texas legislature, but uh, they didn't get anything done. So um, I haven't heard any more talk about it. But I think, if I remember correctly, I think some, something went into effect back on September 1st, signed by the governor, uh, Greg Abbott, and I'm, I think it is a religious freedom law. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if it's as, quote-unquote, strict as others, but Texas has no statewide protections, and the city of Houston overturned theirs last year. So um, in Midland, does right. the city of Midland have any LGBT protections, say, in public employment you know of? Not that I know of, no, sir. But I know in um, El Paso they did pass one for uh, LGBT protection. Uh, and just looking it up right now, I guess what, what Governor Abbott signed was a pastor protection bill that, that protects uh, pastors and ministers being able to exercise their First Amendment rights. So I don't think it, it doesn't seem to have extended to businesses and public accommodations and things like that. It was strictly focused on religion, which I think is, in, it's an, it's a, is a super interesting debate. Um, but certainly far less egregious than what's going on in Mississippi and North Carolina. Right, right. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah. So, uh, well, Major, really appreciate your call. We don't get a whole lot of callers on this uh, since it's at an odd time of day. So, um, I'm thanks for thanks for your input. I mean, it really is interesting because you you're living there fine, and there's no need for these laws, which is the same it would be in these other states. Yes, sir. It was great talking to you guys as well. All right. Take care, Major. Bye. Y'all do the same. Thank you very much. That's a rare caller we get. I said we tape these live at an odd time. I wasn't even looking at the at my monitor. I said you had to thank God you were. I would have ignored Major. <laughs> well, he was a. Uh, it's great hearing from from folks in in the middle of the country, and we talk a lot to people in New York and L.A. and Chicago and Miami, but. Midland, Texas. I mean, that's that's not Dallas, that's folks. That's not Austin. That's 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 smack dab between El Paso and 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 the middle of the state. So that's that that that's hearing from a, from a gay an, an out gay black man. I mean, in 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 the heart of Texas. And it's interesting too is that he made it sound like he has not experienced any discrimination himself, and there's married couples. So I think this whole gay marriage thing is such a a way to whip up people about a non-existent threat. I mean, it's so stupid on its surface, and yet these people still go crazy thinking that somehow you're going to – no one would ever dream, not the most strident gay rights supporters said, pastors would ever have to perform a same-sex wedding. That was never what it was about religion. But So to hear people from major – you know, like major, we we can find that even red states like Texas, it's still – you know, it is still becoming more – it's more and more accepting. So I think that's – well, that's really wonderful. And Jim, this is this is what we, you and I, have found, and we have been preaching for so long that that on an individual basis, homophobia is is damn near dead in this country. I, I have I have a high school basketball player in rural Alabama, a town of a couple thousand people, who came out. And she said that she, the only person in her entire world who has reacted negatively was her grandmother, her coaches, her teammates, her the people at her school, her parents, not non-issue. And we hear this over and over and over again that on a one and and certainly there are there are exceptions. Certainly there are parents who freak out. We know a couple of instances of that. But the vast majority of Americans, no matter where they are, have moved past this issue. Yeah, we still have hate crimes. We had a terrible hate crime in Alabama and one in, in Florida. 
So they still do exist, but on a, on a day-in and day-out basis, it's, it's easier for people um, in pretty much any part of the country to be open. And I think it's a matter of people knowing who you are. And so that's what Major thought it was funny, the idea that businesses would turn down business out of some stupid religious view that's like, you know, I thought you're in the business of making money, not turning away money. But, you know, at a certain point, um, when it comes to religion, people can do what they want to in the religious sphere, but, but not in the public sphere. So, but again, we will have a, a lot more on this subject because we're not letting it go away. We're to keep highlighting it. But that is all the time we have for today. We'll have hopefully an announcement next week about an exciting outsports um, event coming up. But for now, this is uh, Jim and Sid saying goodbye until next week.